0: Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from Discipleship Trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Happy New Year and welcome to Season 2 of Disciple Her Podcast. I'm Julie Woodruff and here with Candy Gallaty. For our brand new year of podcast. How are you, Candy? I am good and ready to bring on 2021. Amen and amen. I'm just wondering if anybody was sad to say goodbye to 2020. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. I can't either. What a crazy uh-huh. year we experienced. Very,
1: very cray
0: I know. I was thinking, you know, on New Year's Day, just this time last year. Mm-hmm. And Sid and I were getting ready. We went to the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Baylor, his Baylor Bears played. Georgia got beat, but that's okay. We had a great time. Right. Coronavirus was not even on the radar. That's right. At that point in time. Crazy. So two months later, we start hearing about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they start saying, we're going to close the offices. Right. And I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I'm right. making fun I right I mean, I'm joking saying are you serious and when I walked out the office door I remember saying to the children's staff we'll see y'all in September and they're like okay but hopefully not and I'm and, right and it almost was September yeah. before we saw them yeah I don't know about you but I knew that it was serious I didn't take it too seriously until they called off the SEC basketball tournament in mm-hmm. Nashville and it was That's at true. that point in March that I went there must be something to that. And right. good grief.
1: It's been bizarre, hasn't I it? I know, yeah. And I mean, I was, you know, kind of hesitant to kind of go all in with it and what was going on. But when, what ha, what it did it for me was when we had Terry Chamberlain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of our members, when he mm-hmm. got it.
0: Early on. I mean, he Very was like early on. One.
1: He was the first case mm-hmm. in Sumner County, I yeah. believe. And I remember... You know, that we didn't know a lot about it at that point. We were talking to his wife every single day on the phone. She couldn't be there with him. I mean, it was just, yeah, living through that alongside of them a little bit. And I remember thinking, this is way more serious than what most people probably think, you know. And then, obviously, what we've learned, I mean, that was way back in March, you know. And thank, you know, goodness, he is okay today. But he was in the hospital for Months. Yeah, I know. Months.
0: Yeah, it's just disrupted, it disrupted so many lives uh, during that time and and was so difficult and for many just scary too. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought back. To just praying through, we have a women's event called Rhythms that yeah. we do at the first of every year, and, and our the topic for Rhythms in 2020 was on fear. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Lord, how that was almost prophetic as right. we headed into that year, because uh, who knew that, that coronavirus was going to hit us, and just all of the emotions that that brought up, and, and so many different ways that we've struggled, you know, as a result of having gone through that Mm -hmm. in 2020.
1: Yeah, it was quite unique. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we were kind of making a list of all the different things that we've learned, some funny, some serious, you know, and I feel like the list is probably ongoing because there's probably so much more than what we actually have written down to talk about. But so many things presented themselves as challenges, you know, things we've never done before and, um, you know, things that we've never thought of before Mm -hmm. that we have to now rethink and redo. And I think, you know, I'm kind of an optimistic person anyway. So it's very hard for me to live in the challenge. Yeah. I really try to take challenges and make them opportunities. And so I think there is a benefit to us to say, hey, yes, this has completely changed and challenged my life, my lifestyle, and everything that comes along with that, my work, my family, I mean, you name it. However, what is the opportunity on the flip side of it, Mm -hmm. right? Because I would almost bet to say, Every challenge has a flip side opportunity. That's good. If we're if we're willing to kind of go there and look for it, and one of my favorite passages of scripture where we see this in the life of Jesus is right before the feeding of the five thousand. So Mark six thirty through fifty two, I believe. If if you go back and you read that passage when you have time, it tells us that. Jesus wants to go with the disciples to a remote place for a while and kind of just detach and rest a little bit. And the reason he wanted to do that was because he had just sent them out. They had come back. They are on fire, excited. This is what has happened, Jesus. We just want to tell you everything. And in the meantime, John the Baptist has been beheaded. So they come back all excited. John the Baptist has been beheaded. And Jesus is like, listen, guys, we need to go away for a little bit and just rest, okay? Which I love that. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that Jesus realizes the importance of, hey, you need to rest. So he wants to do that. So they get into the boat, they cross, they get on the shore, and guess what happens? A massive crowd has followed, knew where they were going, and followed them there and met them there by the time they get out. And remember, he's wanting to go away to rest a little bit, be with the disciples, have them rest, and then like share everything that's been going on. But instead, he sees the crowd and he has compassion on them and he begins to teach them. Immediately after this, this is the feeding of the 5,000. This is the encounter where this happens, the account. So he he teaches them. They realize they're in a deserted place with no food. What are they going to do? Jesus does the miraculous. You know, he feeds all of these people, which we know is more than Mm 5,000. Then afterwards, he sends the crowds away. He sends the disciples away. And then he goes up on the mountain and he spends all night in prayer. Now, if we look at that, when he got on the shore and he saw all those people, he had a choice. Do I say, see y'all later. I'm going on the mountain. I'm going to go rest. I'm going to go be with father. It doesn't say he does that. Mm -hmm. It says that he has compassion on the crowd and he, he teaches them. So he sees them as sheep without a shepherd. You know, he loves them. So he teaches them. And he his plans are completely interrupted. Completely. That's not what he was intending to do. You know, in his mind, he probably saw it going a certain way. He gets out, sees all these people. Everything has changed on the dime. Yeah. Now, had he ignored that and and did not take advantage of that opportunity that was there, um, he would have missed. And the disciples would have missed, you know, the feeding of the 5,000 that the Lord, that God used them to do. So, when we have these things happen in our own life and we are completely, the rug is completely ripped out from under us, or we are completely flipped on a dime because everything has changed in a moment of time, are we going to look at that as living in that, this has interrupted me? Yeah. Or is there an opportunity there that we can capitalize on and say, Lord, what are you trying to show me or teach me? That's so good. And I feel like for 2020, I mean, we could probably sit and process and think and reflect on that for a long, long time sure. to come and still learn things, mm-hmm. right? So that's just kind of how I've been trying to look at some of these things. And we're going to talk about these um, now and then, and maybe in a few of the coming episodes of just some things that have been different for us. Mm-hmm. But yet, what what is the Lord allowing or what is the Lord teaching us through this and how can we... Um, make good use of these lessons and, yeah. and remember yeah. what he's done.
0: That's, that word remember is one that just struck me as you were talking about that, is that over and over in Scripture, certainly in the Old Testament, he says, remember and do not forget. And one of the things I think that I, I thought over and over and still think it is that during that quarantine period, we were, all I don't care who you were, Everyone was affected by it mm-hmm. across the world. Correct, Isn't that crazy to even think that everyone was affected by it. So to think that God does not want to use that right. to, to teach us about more about himself and what it means to depend on him and rely on him. And even uh, those things that we saw as challenges uh, at that point in time, God, what are you doing? What are you trying to teach me? I, I remember thinking often during that early onset of quarantine, I don't want to come out of this the same. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get, God, I want to be still long enough Mm -hmm. for you to speak to me and show me what is it in my own life, you know, that, that you're trying to teach me. I think there were so many lessons, as you have already said, for us, Individually and as families and as churches and just across the board, mm-hmm. you know, for us to learn um, that we never forget, we, right. we we need to go back and right. remember.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there are some things that have happened that'll probably change us forever mm-hmm. from this whole last mm-hmm. year. And you know, who knows what twenty twenty one is going to bring? Mm-hmm. You know, but um, as we talk about a few of these things that kind of have presented themselves in twenty twenty one. Um, that maybe were different for us. I would say one of them is masks.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's, let's break right here and come back and start talking about some of those things. That Sounds good, perfect. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. Well, we're back. And Candy, you mentioned the word that we love to hate Hate, some of us. That's right, that's right. (laughs) Before we went into a break. So uh, you said the Mm, word? Masks. Masks, yes. Oh, man.
1: So if we think about masks, obviously there are, um, depending on who you are, I guess, you probably don't like them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably be in that camp. Let me tell you what I've learned about myself.
0: I'm an eight in the, on the Enneagram, and so it hit me <laughs> during that time that part of my eightness meant that I'm a challenger. So right. Therefore, it's like, don't tell me to wear a mask. Yeah. But I can't hear with it on. Yeah. I can't see. You know. I mean. I mean. I can't see other people what they're saying, and so I just struggle to speak, to breathe. Yes. To wear it, it is
1: very hard. It is hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're if you're like me and you're starting to begin to experience like hot flashes and mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. at any drop of a dime. And it's like you have a mask on inside of a store and you just want to like <laughs> just gasp for some air, you know. Um, so, you know, in all funniness, you know, but here's the thing. There is a good side to the mask. That's right. Julie. What is it? I have learned. How you, don't, you don't have to wear all your makeup.
0: Praise the Lord. This is very true. Yes.
1: So if you want to just throw on a mask and a ball cap, ain't nobody got to really see your face, you know? (laughs) However, and and this is another good thing I have found is most of the time, if you're wearing that mask, you can go unnoticed. This is true. Or you think, (laughs) I mean, I I will never forget going into the grocery store and I have my mask on. I'm like, ain't nobody going to know who I am. I get to go through the grocery store and, I swear somebody walks by and says, hey, Candy, and I'm like, hi. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, how did she know who I was? Like, all she could see was my eyes. Like, how do you know somebody from just their eyes? But it is so, like, you can, you know, so you can't go as unnoticed as you think you might could. This is
0: true. You know, I'd put lipstick on. That's right. Eye makeup is a good thing to put on. That's true. Maybe not lipstick. Could you
1: imagine if someone lowered the mask and they only had on their, like, eyeshadow mascara and then like nothing else it would be like so funny um but yeah i mean so masks were really a big a big thing
0: okay what about this that was craziness when there was no tp toilet paper to be found in the stores i mean you just walked in and it was like what in the world
1: very i mean it was something i would have never imagined You know, going into the store and then, and the shelves just being completely empty of toilet paper. Yeah. And if you're like us, you buy a bidet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did not. Thank you very much. But here's a good, here's the reason why I did it is because there's only two of us in my house. And so I had stocked up. Fortunately, I didn't know it was coming, but I, I, you had a good stock, which is so good. Yeah. So good.
1: Um, we, we did not have a stock of it, and we didn't necessarily run out either, but Robbie did not want to risk the chance of running out, and so therefore, he buys a bidet. <laughs> Had it installed, he said, we will never have to worry about this again. There you go. There and you go. so, there's that. Okay. All so right. well. If you're out there and you never want to run that risk, install you a bidet. There you go. There you go. And there you go. Um, But let's talk about this, because toilet paper is one thing. Paper towel is a whole nother.
0: Oh, man. Yeah.
1: Now, listen, if you're napkin people, that's great. But in our household, we are paper towel people by Robbie's choice. Okay. So he would have me, no lie, if I would do it, buy paper towel in bulk every time I go to the store so that we would never run out. It's like a thing for him. And I'm like, it's the funniest things that will just set him off. <laughs> if we don't have paper towel, it is not a good it's day probably. in the Galilee household. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? why do you care about paper towel so much? Use a hand towel, baby. Like, what? dry your hands off with a hand towel, you know? He loves him some paper towel. And that was a big deal. So, like, to run out, I think that bothered him more than anything else that could have been out at the store was the paper towel. Yeah. So now, I kid you not, he wants me to buy the huge bounty paper towels of, like, 15 packs. So you've got a
0: whole closet just stacked with paper towels. They're in
1: my garage. (laughs) They're in my pantry. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you know, at some point he's like, Did you get paper towel? I'm like, I did not get paper towel today. Like I said, Baby, you can go get it anytime you want. There you go. Anytime you want, you go buy you some paper towel. But that was a big deal for him. It was like paper towel. Yeah. You know, That's and hilarious. remember you couldn't get Lysol or sanitizer or yeah, hand soap. You still can't
0: do some of that. Yeah. It's just
1: bizarre. And, and you were limited mm-hmm. on how many you could get, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll never forget a lady in front of me at the grocery store trying to buy multiple like spray cleaners. I think she was actually giving them as gifts or something and she was told she couldn't buy them and they were different like scents and stuff, but she was told she couldn't buy more than like two or something. Wow. And I, I mean, you know, so it was like they had to start rationing out the things that people were trying to buy, you know, um, just to keep themselves clean or healthy or, you know, sanitized.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Just things that you know we haven't experienced
0: exactly in our First lifetime. World problems, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it was it was unlike anything any of us have ever experienced. I think, which was the the shock factor mm-hmm. in all of it. And then to boot on top of the stuff that you couldn't get, we, my daughter and I started a workout regimen with a trainer uh, uh, early in January. Right. Well, as a part of that, that was great to help get us through COVID, but we decided we were going to go work out um, and hike a little mountain one day, and I fell and broke my shoulder in January. Oh, and that was a trip, yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, I was being so careful, and I was being trying not to. So it was just like, well, this is twenty twenty. I mean, yeah. here we go. I mean, so two yeah. months of my life. You know, I'm sent. I mean, I'm spin trying to get over a broken shoulder. Right. What I know. I world? remember.
1: I rem- yeah. I just felt I felt awful for you. I yeah, mean, it was not fun. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that. I just feel like nothing surprised us yeah. with twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be forever. Known as the year where anything could happen and, you know, your your phrase just became, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't that happen? Of <laughs> Why course. Why not? Yes, absolutely. Of course, you know. Exactly.
0: Things that we <laughs> may have looked past in days gone by. It was yeah. It like, oh, well, it's yeah. I mean, there were crazy stuff. Like, do you remember the, the bees or something? The killer bees that came out? Oh, Yeah. I mean, uh, the dust storm, there were just stuff that you're like, what in the world, where are we? Yeah, and what is taking place? What I I learned, though, was that that happens often, the killer bees and the sandstorms, but you never knew it until 2020. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The media was like, we're going to highlight all these things now. so You could be more scared. Exactly. Yeah. So, there were definitely challenges.
0: Yes. But... Opportunities too. What Absolutely. What are some of those that that we just challenges that became opportunities?
1: Yeah. So the one I'm thinking of off the top of my head is churches going digital. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, you know some churches were caught off guard. They might not have been prepared to be able to go digital or live stream or have the technology and that sort of thing. And in a way, it had to, in order for their services to continue, that was probably a huge learning curve for a lot of people. Yeah. However, the opportunity has been enormous mm-hmm. because I would definitely say the the church has reached more people during this past year than probably they ever would have by having... Services in person on Sundays. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Because if you have been able to stream and go digital, um, we have had people from all over the world yeah. tuning in, you mm-hmm. know, and that would have never happened before, right. right? And so that, I just remember too, firmly believing you watch the Lord, you watch the Lord bring revival through people sitting at homes, watching sermons on their computer screen. You Mm. just watch him do that because you're not taking away that opportunity from the Lord. He's going to work. Whether you're in person in a building or you're at home with your family, watching on a computer or however you may be taking in a sermon, Um, that is not going to stop the spirit from moving. So the opportunity is still there. You know, if you're able that, so I find that that was a challenge, but also, that opportunity is endless, I think.
0: Absolutely. It certainly required us to think differently about ministry. Yes. Because all of those things that we had taken for granted before mm-hmm. 2020 were all turned upside down. And, sure. and you're, you're having to learn because our ministry is people. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be with them. You can't, you know, so how do you reach out and how do you minister? So we had to get creative in ways that we did ministry. And I can remember early on, you know, it was a, um, we were all just scrambling, right. trying to figure it out.
1: Yes. Then
0: you had to settle into uh, a rhythm, to right. try to figure out, okay, what, what is the best use of my time? And we were able as a church to provide and to minister to first responders and mm-hmm. um, medical personnel. And, and we had opportunity to do things that we would have never done or or. You know, maybe thought about prior to um, That's right. being quarantined. So that was a cool opportunity that we had. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to, to having some more of these conversations of lessons learned yes. in 2020. And uh, I'm grateful it's, it's in our rear view. And right. I'm praying <laughs> that as we begin this brand new year of 2021, there are endless possibilities about what God has in store. And here's the beautiful thing about it, Candy, is that. We don't know what the future holds. Right. But we know who holds the future. That's right. So we can trust a big God Absolutely. in the days they go. Absolutely. See
1: you next. See you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group home or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.